Hey everyone, I'm Jackson. Hey everyone, I'm Maggie, and welcome to the Behind the Veil podcast. Hi everyone, this is the Behind the Veil podcast, season one, episode five. All right, thank you for joining us today on the Behind the Veil podcast. Today we're talking about priority lists and creating that priority list starting from one to ten. Yes, we definitely think it's very important for you to start here because I think that by kind of tackling this early on, you guys are going to save yourself a lot of stress later on. So um, this is probably the most important thing in your whole wedding planning journey because it's going to be kind of your blueprint as to how you're going to go along and, and what's next and all of that good stuff. And I know we have plans to really go and depth into what's next and in what order everything should be done. And I'd like to say that this is the order that we suggest. It's not that it has to be this way, but um, I have found in all the years that I've been doing this that by starting here, it, it does make everything else easier for you and it makes everything fall in place. And based on our conversation, I feel like this is going to give us some advantages within our family dynamics, within our personal relationship with our spouse and our significant other and it gives us an idea to kind of pick the brains of each other and then come together and find ways to work together and compromise and create this partnership and this wedding production at the end of the day so I I love what I've heard so far in our conversation and I want to go right into creating that priority list let's do it so so um we talked about creating a wedding based on your overall vision in our last episode and today we're talking about priority lists and one of the things that are overlooked because it's minute and small but something that's so important is your wedding date because there's so many different dynamics and factors that go into choosing your wedding date whether it's just having your wedding on a Saturday which changes everything and the time of year you know we're dealing with weather we're dealing with local markets we're dealing with floral arrangements so i want to go into our prior list with our starting point which is choosing the wedding date absolutely and um i think there are three things you want to have in place when starting your priority list the date you have in mind more or less the size of wedding you're wanting to have So you might be dreaming of a 250-person wedding with people you haven't seen in the past five years and you still want to invite them. And that's great. But your fiancé might be thinking of an intimate 50-person beautiful dinner with just your closest friends and family. So uh, definitely we think that as you sit down to do your list, the number of guests is something that's very important. And the third is your global budget because... What you might be looking to think or think that you could spend may not be what's on your fiance's mind. And we all know that money can always bring a lot of negative energy into an equation. So um, it's definitely important to kind of, in your mind, and then jot it down, what you think you have to spend on the wedding or willing to spend, and what your fiance thinks you have to spend or are willing to spend. Beyond that, I always tell my clients, you know, yes, it's important to have a beautiful day. It's important to have an amazing celebration with those closest to you or your friends and your family. But keep in mind 
that when you're doing your budget, you also want to think about your honeymoon. You also want to think about your, your rehearsal dinner, your bridal shower, um, your bachelorette party, your bachelor party. So there are so many things that are encompassed in a wedding budget that it's not just, sometimes we focus just on reception. But the global budget encompasses everything that would have to do with your, with your wedding planning. So um, definitely, I think that when starting to create a priority list, first start with those three and then start your list of one to 10. Because I think that that's kind of a great starting point for you. Now, I want to backtrack because you, you mentioned number of guests. Yes. Now, if, if I'm hearing number of guests, I'm automatically thinking catering because you're paying per person. But I feel like you have something else in mind when it comes to number of guests and why that's number two in your priority list. I do because I think the number of guests is really going to kind of help you narrow down the venue. Um, there's nothing worse than having the stress. And I, I mentioned this in our previous episode where we kind of set the groundwork for what we're going to talk about in, in the wedding planning and kind of give the overview. Um, I feel that by kind of knowing more or less how many you're inviting and providing a venue that would fit everyone should everyone decide to come, you're going to be a lot less stressed than if you're inviting 100 and you're hoping for only 75 to come because your venue really only fits 78 people. Do you really want to have that stress? I don't, you know? So I think it's always best to plan ahead and say, okay, you know what? I'm inviting 75. I'm going to look for a venue that holds 75 to 100 people so I have a little wiggle room. And maybe you want to add, you know, an extra guest experience and have a station somewhere and you need that little extra space in the in the ballroom or the reception or wherever you, you do that. So I think it's great to sort of have that in mind and definitely say, okay, I'm inviting this many, so I'm going to look for a place that fits this many. So beyond that, obviously for budget purposes, it's also important to know how many people you're going to invite. Now, keep in mind, you could still have a global budget of, say, 30000 for 50 people or 30000 for 100 people. So what that's going to dictate is how far your guest experience is going to go rather than say, okay, I have X amount to spend per guest. So it's just really important to have that kind of guest number in mind. And it's not so much because of the budget, but more because of the venue. Right. Now, I know number one within the priority list is the wedding date. And you recently had a bride that wanted to do her wedding at a certain time of the year, but there were some challenges with that. Can you talk to us about you know, what the challenge was and why the challenge was? I know it had to do with time of year, and that's why we want to kind of go in depth on wedding date and what type of challenges it may bring for. So you want to go ahead and share that story with us? Absolutely. So we see it all the time, brides that or couples that want to get married in February because obviously it's Valentine's month and it's very significant. So one of the biggest challenges that we're faced with um, for February weddings are flowers. Uh, some of our vendors, of our floral vendors, just don't do weddings in February. Uh, others do it, but the cost is two to three times more. Wow. than what it would be, say, in August. Right. 
So this obviously has to do with supply and demand of flowers. And I know we associate Valentine's Day with red roses, but it goes far beyond that. And you also have the designers that are working on those flowers that have been ordered in those arrangements for Valentine's Day. So it's very challenging for a lot of the vendors to even do weddings. So this particular couple was looking for late February. So the challenge in late February is that you're dealing with what can you find that's still available, that what's left over. So the quality of the product might not be as great. And whatever you find, again, is going to be price time. It's just might not be ideal. So we discussed not only that, but they wanted farm tables and, and farm tables can be pretty expensive right, right. <laughs> and they're having a small wedding but still it was about the details and right. they're looking for kind of a southwest theme so my suggestion was listen let, let's take that theme and let's focus on maybe upgrading the linens because as the bride commented one of the fabric patterns that i showed her she said, oh that reminds me of the sunset in the desert right and it's true because it had kind of those colors along with texture which you can kind of bring in the, the sands element so between the texture and the pattern and the venue bringing all of this together she's still going to be able to have that look without necessarily having to say invest in the um, in the farm tables or invest substantially in flowers she actually loves succulents and cacti so that's really where we're looking to do and some clay pots and things like that to try to incorporate the look without really having to go crazy on the floral budget because of the time of month that it is. So it's important in your search for a wedding planner or a wedding stylist that you kind of find someone who can take your vision and kind of move it around to make it affordable to you because it can be done. We just have to get creative. You're right. And, and really go that extra mile for the client. Right. It, it's funny how... Sometimes it just takes a little bit of creativity yep. because you, you have this thing in your mind and you want to just pull it right out and produce that thing. But then there's intangibles and there's other factors that may be stopping that from happening. Absolutely. And time of month is, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to change your wedding plans. Now, another thing we, we didn't talk about is, is weather. I mean... It's scary, but we have to talk about it because a lot of times we have couples that want outdoor weddings or outdoor ceremonies, and it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a risk, but it's a beautiful risk. So, yes. how would you approach a wedding date when it comes to weather? And I know that also has to do with where you live. Absolutely, we're in so. South Florida, so <laughs> we unfortunately we we have to think about that in the back of our minds absolutely um i don't know if you're a game of thrones fan but i'm a big fan i'm not <laughs> oh my gosh so um as we know this is the last season and winter right. is here right? right so being that that is so popular now one of the bigger seasons that i saw gain some popularity not so much in south florida but up north were the Game of Thrones themed weddings in the winter. I saw that this morning. Ah, there you go. I saw it this morning. So, um, definitely it, your theme and where you live or where you're looking to get married has a lot to do with your date because in South Florida, our winter is fantastic. That's actually high season. So, anything I would say November through early May 
is season for us. Obviously, once you hit June and you go all the way through November, we have hurricanes. So we're a little bit unique that way to the rest of the country. So here, you're probably going to get better deals if you get married in the summer. Maybe you want to, instead of doing an outdoor anything, <laughs> do an indoor everything. Right. But um, definitely, you're going to get a better deal than, say, winter because, you know, unlike... I don't remember if it's Westeros or... Um, we don't have winter. We don't have snow. We don't have to worry about all of that. So that is the time when all of our venues are probably priced the highest. So think of a Saturday in December. You're not only competing weather-wise, but you're also competing with corporate events. So those are all little things which when we touch upon wedding date and we really dive into that, these are all things that we can discuss. And... Um, little pointers and tips that we can give our listeners as to when would be the best time of year to get married. Obviously, we realize that there are certain dates that are set in stone, and that is one of the reasons also why we think you need to decide that early on. What is your flexibility with your dates? Is, does it have to be that day because it marks an anniversary, or are you flexible so that we can kind of adapt it to your budget? Now, now that we know wedding date is number one and then we have the guests and then the global budget now let's talk about what do we do from here we have these three things how do we approach it do we do it together do we do it with our family do, how, how would you approach now working on that priority list and putting the pencil to paper it's a great great question so I think this initial process we just discussed is something you guys probably want to do together, but maybe the budget part is something you want to do apart, but the other ones, you know, how big of a wedding you're looking to have and your wedding date. Some clients don't necessarily see eye to eye in any of those, mm -hmm. so it might be something that you actually want to do separately. Okay. Um, because that's the best way that then you come together and you exchange lists. And you're like, oh, wow, that's interesting. I didn't realize that the flowers are so important to you because you're really not a flower person. And I didn't realize that um, the music was so important to you because you really aren't a dancer. So you might even learn a little bit more about your significant other as you're doing this separately. Uh, the other thing you want to consider is how involved are the families going to be? Are they paying for the wedding? Or are you as a couple paying for the wedding? If they are, in fact, paying for the wedding, does that come with attachments? Or are they more laid back and they say, listen, we're going to give you X amount of dollars. You guys run with that however you want to spend that. We, you know, we don't care. We right. just want the day to be about you. Or are you more of a family that says, we're going to give you X amount of dollars, but you know, our friends need to be seated in the front and you need to have a seat at dinner and it needs to be pink and it needs to be... So these are all things to discuss now because this is going to lay the framework for later when stress levels rise. Um, it's definitely just important to, to kind of just discuss these now. You're going to have your list. I'm going to have my list and your family's going to have, our families are going to have their list if you're incorporating them into this process. Then at some point, everybody needs to sit down, exchange lists and come to some common ground. And I think this will be a great lesson in compromise. Lesson number one, merging the families, merging the couple, and compromising. 
And again, I feel this is important to do early on. I know that in one of the episodes, we discuss how to relieve couple stress. Right. It might be a good time to listen to that episode before you undertake this task. Right. I know there we suggest um, counseling. So this might be even something you could do with a counselor. You know, call them up and say, hey, look, this is, we want you to help us do this. So incorporating communication early on is just so important. And I think the priority list is a great place to start with that. And I think that also gives the couple and the family an emotional advantage because no one le- feels left out. Everyone feels involved if that's what you choose to do, if that's the route you choose to go. Mom feels involved, dad feels involved. And it can be something as little as who's walking down the aisle with the groom, my son. Is it going to be his best man? Is it going to be us, his parents, that raised him? Um, and, and that right there is a monkey wrench being thrown at you. Like, That's it. <laughs> so I think it gives the couple an advantage to kind of get an idea of what's on their parents' mind. That's sometimes unspoken, but a lot of times expected. You know, with parents, they may not say it, but they may think in their, in their minds that you've already got it figured out. You already know what's on their mind. And when it comes out and it's something that's not what they're expecting, they're just like, how could you? So I think it gives the couple and the family an emotional advantage to kind of get an idea of what's on your mind, what's on our minds, what route or direction you guys want to go, uh, what's important to you, what's not important to you. And I think it creates this common ground and this foundation so that for the next few months, whether it's eight months, nine months, or 12 months, or 15 months, we can actually plan this wedding effectively. So I think bringing your parents or deciding if your parents are gonna be a part of the priority list process is a must-have step if you decide to go that direction. I tell you, I think you're gonna find another point of contention, if you will, that you're going to find with the families is going to be whether you're going to have a church ceremony or not. And if you're not going to get married in a church, how religious are you going to have it? I think that's a big area where you need to be open for discussion. Nowadays, you know, we have a lot of interfaith marriages, racial marriages. Right. And how does everybody feel about that? Right. You know, um, are you going to have a rabbi and a priest? Are you going to have... So those are all things that... Or conversations that are probably going to come up when you do your priority list. So, you know, we think of it as just, like I say, you grab a sheet of paper, I grab a sheet of paper, we do one through ten, and we write our... But it's really not that easy. Because it is going to be, it's going to spark conversation. It might spark controversy. Uh, But I think it, it will definitely, at the end, give everybody such a clear picture of what direction they need to go in when planning the wedding. All right, sounds great. Now let's go ahead and talk about the exercise we have for our couples to create this party list effectively. Awesome. So I think you should actually do it in separate rooms. I don't know if, um, if you've ever been to, well, I know you're getting married now, but so when you go to the church, okay. they give you this test see if you're compatible and they they put you in separate rooms and you have to answer it and then the priest kind of sits with you and goes over so I think of an exercise like that you're in separate rooms 
you grab a sheet of paper and again you just do numbers one through ten and usually the first thing that comes to your mind is probably the most important thing for you for that day so things you're going to think about food venue decor colors which we have a great episode on that as well that i encourage our, our listeners to go back to and, and listen to that kind of helps them along the process of picking the wedding colors according to their season um, cake entertainment bar dress ceremony so there's all these things that are going to make up your big day i feel that the, the first 10 that come to your mind are going to be the 10 that are most important to you it's not to say that there aren't other things they're going to be addressed that need to be addressed or need to be thinking thought of when uh, putting together the budget but i feel like the first 10 are the ones that you're really kind of focused on once you've each done your list and again if you want to involve family you can i think then you have a meeting of the minds everybody comes together we exchange lists and i might look at it and say wow i didn't again you know i didn't know you were into this or into that and you're going to find what your common denominators are. And that's great because those common denominators are top on your priority list. But you're also going to find disagreement. And maybe where I want to spend a lot of flowers, you're all about the bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's where you kind of compromise. And you say, you know what? Okay, we'll, we'll put bar here and flowers here. And, you know, we'll try to bring it up. And, and the important thing is also to understand that this is a working document. I feel like it's a guide, but it doesn't have to be set in stone. So when we help our clients or we facilitate things for them, we kind of like to say, we're here to guide you. We're not here to tell you this is how you have to do it because nowadays it's open to anything, but we're going to guide you and we're kind of going to steer you and tell you, okay, remember, this is what you guys agreed to. You said flowers are more important than the bar. So we should spend a little bit more money here. But maybe as you've started your planning process, you realize that, you know what, at the end of the day, really, the, the venue I chose is so beautiful that what I thought I had to spend on flowers, now, you know what, honey, let's shift that more to the bar because at the end of the day, we got the beautiful venue and we don't need so much on flowers. So it's a working document. Right. But it's a very important working document. And it's something that kind of will guide you and set the stage for the rest of the planning. And the one thing I love about the priority list is it helps you create a roadmap. Because you, once you get engaged, you're thinking, okay, we need to start planning our wedding. How do we start? And I think working on a priority list creates this foundation that later becomes a roadmap on how we book our venue or what to look for in the venue or our wedding date. And I, I think since we've, touch on the priority list, I think it's just right that in the next episode, we go in-depth on choosing a wedding date. It seems very simple. It sounds simple. I just want to do it in September. I just want to do it in May. But there are a lot of things that go into choosing a wedding date. So in our next episode, we'll talk about those things and we'll go in-depth on those things. Some of those things may be venue. What happens when your venue already has someone booked for that date? Or what happens when you wait a few weeks to book a vendor and you touch back and that vendor is booked. So wedding day, we want to talk about the wedding day because it determines 
who's able to be at the wedding. It determines um, your top choice vendors. It de- it also determines the weather. What would the weather be like? Should we do indoor? Should we do outdoor? There's a lot of things that begin to get a little bit just cloudy when it comes to choosing your wedding date. So in the next episode, we'll touch on that and we'll go in depth about choosing your wedding date. Thank you guys for listening to the Behind the Veil podcast. Bye. All right, let's face it. Planning a wedding is hard and stressful. But it doesn't mean that there isn't any information or advice out there that can make the process a lot easier. And that's why this this recording was fun. We got a chance to dive into the priority list. And this gives you an advantage early on to understand what's important to each other as a couple. It also gives you an advantage to maybe get some feedback from your family and see what's important to them. And later on, this gives you an emotional advantage to be on the same page and to get to a place of understanding of where you want to spend a little bit more on and and where you want to kind of pull back when it comes to creating your global budget. I am so thankful that Maggie gave us so much insight today on working on your priority list, but we want to leave you with an exercise. We want you as a couple to work on a priority list, but in separate places. And the way to do this priority list is to write down the first things that come to mind when it comes to your actual wedding day, whether that's your florals and your floral design and arrangements, or maybe it's the cocktail hour and having drinks and maybe drinks is a little bit more important to you than entertainment. You want to start off by writing the first things that come to mind because we all have different personality types whether you're an overthinker or you're very detail-oriented, you're gonna give yourself an advantage by writing what first comes to mind. And then once that list is complete, then you would later, later on set up a time where you and your significant other can meet and compare lists and get an understanding of you know where he stands or where she stands and kind of start to have the conversation. and. Before you know it, you're setting an advantage for yourself. You're setting up yourself for success. And you're creating this foundation, this foundational guide that will later become a roadmap. It was amazing spending time with you guys today and starting this journey of what it takes to plan a wedding. Now, this is just the beginning. We talked about priority list today. And in our next episode, we're talking about budgets and creating a budget. We're going to dive deep into this next episode, and we're looking forward to have you guys join us during this journey. And in the end, you'll be planning the wedding of your dreams. Thank you for joining us today on the Behind the Belt podcast. Our mission is to talk from the heart and give authentic, off-the-cuff wedding advice for everything wedding. If you want to get in contact with us today, please email us at BehindTheBellPod at gmail.com See you next time.